it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is not too late to make a New Year's resolution, even if it's no longer the time when people are saying Happy New Year, especially if you're looking to get fit and have nutrient-dense food that's going to give you energy without a bunch of sugar, salt, fat, and processed stuff that just doesn't serve your body well. And one way to do that is with home delivery of Factor chef-prepared meals. Fuel up fast with ready-to-eat nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list, and you don't have to cook before you settle in to watch wrestling during the week. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. It is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Start saving time, eating well, and living your best year yet. You've heard me talk about these before, I suspect, and I order Factor meals on my own, whether they sponsor the show or not. I'm a believer in these meals. Sometimes I'm just too busy to cook, even though I like to cook, but I know when I'm eating good food, and it's so nice knowing those Factor meals are in the refrigerator, fresh, never frozen, with whole food, healthy ingredients, ready to be microwaved in just over two minutes, and I'm eating. I don't have to wait 45 minutes for delivery and pay a tip. And frankly, so often that delivered food is full of fat, it's deep fried. You're not going to get that with Factor Meals. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Head to factormeals.com wade50. That's a new website and a new code this month. Head to factormeals.com wade50 and use code wade50 to get... This is clever. 50% off your first box. That's code WADE50 to get 50% off at factormeals.com slash WADE50. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Deviled eggs without Duke's mayo? That's like a country song without the twang. Ah, shoot. A porch swing without the porch. Or a cookout without the grill. So if you're not making deviled eggs with Duke's, you're not making deviled eggs. Get some today and make those deviled eggs the right way. Find Duke's real, light, and flavored mayos at your local grocery store. Duke's. It's got twang. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Welcome to another episode of PWT Talks NXT. I'm your host for the evening, Nate Lindbergh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Nate Lindbergh. I write the NXT hits and misses, and I do have one up on PWTorch.com for you guys to check out tonight for NXT Roadblock. Tonight is March 7th, 2023, and here with me to talk about Roadblock is Bruce Hazelwood. Bruce, say hey. Hey, everybody. I'm Bruce Hazelwood. You can find me on Twitter at B underscore Lee 253. And I was not on the report tonight. Kelly was, but you can find me there usually every other week. All right, so we uh, we had a main event with Mako Satamora versus uh, Roxanne Perez for the NXT Women's Championship. The match itself was great. Um, however, that really isn't the main talking point here. The main talking point was the angle after the match uh, where Mako Satamora was uh, showing a sign of respect to Roxanne Perez by uh, raising her hand after Perez bested her and re- uh, retained her women's title. When Perez seemingly passed out, um, yeah, I, I believe it is an angle. And as uh, as Bruce said to me on uh, on Twitter before we went online, he thinks he connected the dots of this angle. So, Bruce, what dots did you connect? I just remember that during the match, Booker T kept emphasizing how many times Mikko Sadamora had hit Roxanne Perez in the back of the head. And mm. so um, while it may have just been some, you know, she overexerted herself for sure in the match. Uh, at part of the angle, but I think they're also playing a concussion angle here because she took two Scorpio Risings, one on the outside, um, a bunch of uh, nasty kicks to the head, too. So uh, I think that is what they're playing at with this, is having a concussion angle. And I think HBK had a concussion angle early in his, not early in his career, but sometime in the mid-90s. So if anyone can, I guess, work one of these, it would be him, or know how to work one of but yeah, if you yeah. go back to the match, Booker T kept just saying, "Oh, that's four. I, I thought it was. I thought it was a triple to the back of her head. It was a four shot to the back of her head. All these different things like that." So I think uh, they All were right. really trying to sell the the aspect of her getting hit in the head as a detrimental aspect to what is going to happen, and then that came to bear um, at the end there. So. Now that you point that out, I mean, I, I definitely noticed him saying that, but it, it didn't really it didn't click to me. Now that you point that out, I, I think that makes sense. I think that definitely makes sense. I mean, it, it clearly looked like an angle. Like I said to you, uh, you Bruce, uh, sorry, you, Tom and Kelly on uh, on Twitter, um, you know, in our in our four way chat. Um, I'm like, in no real medical situation would HBK be the one applying an oxygen mask to the patient. Uh, which we clearly saw on uh, on TV tonight, um, but uh, you know they it, it definitely looked like it was uh, you know it, it uh, to an untrained eye I guess definitely looked like it could have been you know an actual um, you know an actual real world situation. But uh, um, I think that I think that makes sense. I don't know where they're necessarily going to go with that, and I don't know I don't know how I feel about it really because I I really would have liked to have seen her have a like a, a an awesome celebration after this win i mean she just basically defeated the final boss of nxt and you know now you know she's got this this kind of medical angle um i feel like if she had more of a uh a dump i mean she had a, you know i mean a dominant win but if she had like that that crowning moment you know and 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 the uh, the show went off the air with her and, and Mako, uh, you know, Mako holding her hand high, you know, holding uh, Perez's hand high and that showing that sign of respect. I feel like that probably would have gotten her over or is going to get her over more in, in, in the long run. Um, 
but I'm open to see where they're going to go with this and how they how they present it. Um, I've I've I, I've liked the way they've presented Roxanne Perez as champion um, for the most part. So I, I'm, I'm going to give them I'm going to give them a week and see if they can explain this away. I, I haven't really had time to, to fully process yet what uh, you know what's going on, but um, um, I'm I'm. I'm not sure if I'm I'm on board, but I want to see where this is going to go. Kind of take a wait and well, see approach. I, I think that this is a way to write off Perez for now when there's no clear challenger for her. And I just and, hope they don't. And, and and I hear you, but I I just hope they don't have her relinquish the title either. Well, well, so I think this is going to be a way for them to to kind of work in a number one contenders tournament. You could, and then, um. Also, we'll have have a storyline of well, can she make it in time for stand and deliver? You know, and if not, then what what does it mean for the number one contenders? Uh, so you could have the semifinals happen two weeks out, so that if she is okay, you can have the match in storyline. You could have the, the number one contenders match the week uh, the, in the, on the go home show, or if it doesn't learn, or if it's storyline, she's not going to make it back. Then you can have that number one contenders match on stand delivered. Now, I think what they could also do here is sort of, again, he, because he's there kind of HBK razor Ramon from 95, um, with the IC title only kind of a different circumstance here. Uh, maybe they sort of have an interim champion tournament and then, after a while, and the interim championship could could uh that that final could could be at Santa Deliver to crown that champion, and then I was, I was actually have, just thinking the same thing. Yeah, and then you could have yeah. Roxanne Perez whenever she comes back, it, almost in a CM Punk John Cena situation. That's a little different as well. Uh, but come out at the end of uh not Santa Deliver, but at uh whatever the one after Santa Deliver is going to be, you can have her come out at the end of that. And have that moment of those two holding up the belts to each other to end your show because that's definitely a ready for TV moment. Going to be on all the packages, a good a good picture for for still shots. And so and it's not it's not like it's not something that they've never done in NXT before. I mean, we did have the cruiserweight interim champion for what almost a year. And it's you know? prof- it, they do it in professional wrestling. AEW did this not too long ago as well. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Champion. So yeah, it's not uh, unheard me, of. Yeah. Well, and if you watch MMA, if you're a fan of MMA, this happens. This happened quite frequently, especially in the early 2010s era. But <clears throat> I think that is how they could go, and I think it's a good call because if you don't have a, a contender right there for Roxanne Perez, and you just have her come out, and okay, you could have her beating people every, but then you're hurting who could be a contender, and then what does that do for her? I think doing this and having her. So let's talk about the match real quick. All right, so I think. Uh, I don't think the match was as smooth as as maybe um, as you did, but I think the story of the match was told well in that Perez came in wanting to – she was a little more physical to begin with than she was in their first match, but it still wasn't enough, and she had to learn throughout the match to keep bringing it out and keep bringing it more. And maybe because of that, she pushed through all those, those shots to the head when she shouldn't have, and – um, in the end, you know, she did get that victory with the the stacked roll-up, but what they did during the match through that storytelling and with her 
kicking out of Scorpio Rising, and then at the end, the whole angle. I think what what they've done is get her to be off TV in a way that doesn't seem arbitrary, and also in a way that when she does come back, she's going to receive a massive pop because of how this happened. So I, I think looking at it from a... If you're just looking at it from a tonight, it looks a bit odd, but I think if you try and take a more long-term view of, of this and of the character and of the women's division as a whole, I think this may have been the best decision they could have done in terms of creating new contenders and keeping Perez fresh in certain sense. So I, I'm going to, like you said, hold out a bit, um, but I think I'm more optimistic on how things went down than you were. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm high or low on it. I mean, it's... Um, uh... Yeah, okay, I, I think maybe you are a little more optimistic than I am, um, but uh, I'm 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 not I'm not necessarily poo pooing it either. Um, if if they give me a compelling story like you've laid out here, something like that, I'm I'm all for it. Absolutely. Um, you know, I really like the idea of like an interim champion. It's you know obviously it's nothing that it's just something we're talking about. We're spitballing right now, but. It's an idea I, I like because, I mean, I feel like there's just that built-in story there, whoever that interim champion is. Um, you know, obviously they can, they can um, you know, challenge uh, – or she can challenge – or they can challenge one another to, to unify those titles once come ba- once she comes back. And I think, you know, like you said, it'd be, uh, it would definitely be a, a feel-good story. It's going to be in, in all the video package and everything. Um, as far as the match itself goes tonight, I – so – it was like I said. I thought this was a good match. However, I'm not nearly as high on Roxanne Perez as I think everybody else is. Um, I like her. I I think she's you know a, a a great wrestler. I don't necessarily see her. There's something missing for her as as champion. And I, I've said that before. She's she's had times where I feel like she's she's earned it um, in, in my mind anyway. And and it makes sense you know where she's champion and and all of that. Uh, at least. I mean, Obviously, in story, it makes sense, but I'm talking just kind of like in yeah, wrestling always has that feel, right? And and for me right now, and really for the mo- for the majority of her title reign, I haven't felt like she has been championship material. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, I don't think she's nearly as smooth in the ring as everybody necessarily says she is, and I think that kind of came out here tonight. Um, it was it was a good match in for what my expectations of Roxanne Perez are, I guess. Um, but in terms of like, I think what everybody else's are. Yeah. It, it was certainly a bit of a, um, it wasn't nearly as, as, uh, as smooth. Um, but, uh, but yeah, let's, uh, if, do you have any follow up or anything on that? Or should we uh, go to the phone lines, kind of open discussion up to, uh, to, to the rest of, uh, to the rest of everybody. Okay, All right, let's do that. So let's, uh, Let's go. Where is my tab with blog talk open? All right. Let's go over to the phone lines and talk with Ryan and see what Ryan has for us tonight. Ryan, what'd you think of the show? It was a eventful show as expected <laughs> as a show called Roadblock should be. Yes, and and uh, they they certainly let us know it was a roadblock oh for everybody gosh. coming up to uh, to stand and deliver here, as uh, as as Bruce pointed out to me earlier. The amount night. of times they're they're getting the word roadblock into just oh, random discussions was was ridiculous. It was annoying. Okay, sorry, Ryan. 
the, the most egregious, I think, was Braun Breaker when he came back out to talk to Carmelo Hayes. But uh, yeah, it was bad throughout the whole night. Uh, anyway, Ryan, what do, you, what do you have for us tonight? My uh, first question is on Roxanne Perez uh, incident that happened. My only one that thought it could have been a heart attack is what they were trying to do, or you think not too many people thought that way? If they did that with DeMar Hamlin happening so soon in the NFL, I think uh, I think that even for WWE, and we, we, we criticize their, their lack of awareness at times, but even that's a bit too much. I, I think, again, with Booker T so emphatically emphasizing how much he's been hit in the back of the head, I think the story is a concussion and not a heart attack. But the fact that you're bringing it up probably means you're not the only one who thought about that. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I I don't. My mind just didn't necessarily go heart attack. Um, you know, I I didn't really know what medical condition to necessarily think about. Um, you know, I was just kind of thinking, oh, she collapsed. I mean, that's something we've heard in wrestling many times. You know, uh, somebody collapsed backstage, especially like in the early '90s, things like that. Um, so that was kind of where my mind went. I like what Bruce laid out earlier with the you know concussion angle. Um, you know, especially where Booker T was kind of alluding to that throughout the course of the night uh, or throughout the course of the match, rather. That's probably I feel like that makes the most sense. Um, obviously, they could, you know, they could throw us a completely different, uh, you know, story next week. But um, at least for right now, that uh, that's that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. Right. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Daily Cast listeners, thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also, every Saturday, we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week, covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me, and we analyze 
what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, uh, the reason I thought maybe if it is a storyline, I don't know if you remember back in the 80s, Fritz von Erich did something similar, and I think that ended up being a heart attack. It just sort of reminded me of that incident. Sure, but you also saw her moving and talking a bit, I think, for the heart attack. Uh, granted, I've never had a heart attack or seen anyone who's had a heart, who's had a heart attack. But You're I, the doctor. A different kind of doctor. But I feel like that <laughs> would be uh, more evident or something. Or, or they wouldn't be as, as able to just move and talk as freely like that. Yeah. Yeah, no. I... I, 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 I completely agree i completely agree with that um you know if uh if it was a heart attack i mean i've again i've never witnessed anybody have one but i mean from what i have been told anyway it's it you're not really especially for a bad one anyway you're really not um you're really not doing a whole lot of talking um ryan anything uh anything else for us tonight yeah i have a uh, question on that jailhouse match that opened up the show has that ever been Done before. I know we've seen the Mountie and the Big Boss Man before do some of these in actual jail cell. And I've seen matches where, you know, in TNA where they lock you up like in a penalty box. It's very similar to that, but never seen really anything where you get locked up in a real jail cell in a match. So I, I honestly don't know. And I tried to do a little bit of Googling on this earlier in the night and I came up short and I, I kind of just gave up and went back to writing the hits and misses um, because they did mention at the beginning of this match on commentary, I think it was Vic Joseph said that this was the first time in 30 years that a jailhouse match had taken place in the WWE. 
um, albeit this one be a no DQ. So I don't know what match he was alluding to. Uh, Bruce, I'm not sure if, if you know or, or if you looked it up, um, but I did try to actually get an answer to that. And, and I, I don't have one at the moment. Well, uh, you know what what uh, what match that actually was. But um, but according to according to commentary, this was the second jailhouse match in WWE. I, I, I wish they would have told us or at least given us a hint what you know what that match was. Have the uh, question. I don't know. I've asked this question before. But with the Keanu James angle, uh, you think it could be a big body hobby, like sang her a song and now she's actually <laughs> with him, or do you think something else is going on? Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know, but I like that. I like that. Um, you know, yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm kind of with that angle, like, I. I've gotten it wrong this whole time. Like, you know, when, when Keanu was talking to the person on the phone, I'm thinking it's some ex-lover or this, that, the other thing. Like, my mind's going all over the place. And both Kelly and Bruce are like, Nate, it's her brother. Come on, it's her brother. And I'm like, I don't think it's her brother. And it was her brother. So I, I'm probably not the best one to ask. But, um, I mean, Bruce, do you have any, uh, you know, any idea who, you know, where this angle might be going? Yeah, so... One, I think we're getting a, a Henley and Brooks love angle now after their interaction in the back and how Henley got jealous when Brooks answered the phone. Okay, uh, this, I, I got those vibes too. I did get those vibes. I'm glad you said that. Um, beyond that, it seems like now that Kiana was having her brother as the sort of uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh the, the doppelganger for her actual love interest, who is not Brooks Jensen. Uh, and with that, I wonder if they're going to use this to debut someone. I'm not sure if Big Body Javi is someone that I want associating with the Women's Tag Team Champion. Just because his act is so far down the car. His act is basically a worse version of Kona, or a, a more comedic version of Kona Reeves' gimmick. And yeah. Kona Reeves was better. His gimmick was better. So I don't think you want to have that at the bottom of the card. Now, I think it'd be hilarious if it was Dragon Lee, but I don't think you want Dragon Lee kind of that low on the card for someone coming in. Um, so I, I, I wonder if this could be someone like, you know, maybe it's Damon Kemp. Who knows? Uh, but Or it could be someone that they're going to debut. But I don't think it's um, uh, Big Body Javi because I just don't think – his thing has been with Mackenzie. It hasn't been with with um, Kiana. I'm not sure if they've even had an interaction. I think he's had more interactions with Tatum Paxton and Ivy Nile than he's had with Kiana James. So if anything, you're right. Uh, he his thing tends to be more with trying to win over Mackenzie Mitchell and not with Kiana James. I don't think it's big body hobby, but that's hilarious. And and the only reason I want to see it is because it'll make me laugh. But beyond that, I, I think it would be. A bad decision to go that. Way. Yeah, I, I I can't disagree with that. I mean, it w- it would make me laugh for sure, um, but it's not really. Uh, I don't think it would be doing Keanu James or even Jensen and Briggs for that matter any favors. Um, you know, to to kind of be associated with Big Body Javi, un- uh, unless they were completely to ch- you know to change his Big Body Javi's like uh, gimmick and 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 kind of turn him into a you know, more robust and fleshed out character that we can get behind. But I, I don't see that happening either. Um, 
so yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that would necessarily be, but uh, uh, you know, to 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 debut somebody, but um, but I don't think it's going to be Big Body Howdy. Ryan, back to you. Uh, I have a question on. They're really pushing that Batista Triple H documentary for Sunday. Does that pretty much like a green light for Batista being announced in the Hall of Fame for Monday? Because they're really running out of time. I know they're selling tickets for that Hall of Fame event. You know, I I hope they announce somebody on the you know for the Hall of Fame soon. Um, you know, I I don't know if it necessarily is a a lock for Batista for the main event or main event for the Hall of Fame, um, but I really it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you know, considering he's you know big time actor and everything at this point, I mean, it kind of almost feels like the time for him to go in. Um, but obviously, until they announce something you know concrete, you know, I'm, I'm it's all everything's just kind of speculation. Um, you know, there, there's certainly been um, certainly been a lot of talks about that. Um, you know, I've, I've, I mean, I've seen quite a bit of, you know, rumblings, rumors online, the rumor mill going anyway. Uh, but I don't think there's anything necessarily concrete, uh, Bruce, anything on Batista in the hall of fame. I think Batista has been the rumored name for this year for a while. Yeah. But I think the issue with him is probably the issue with anything with the rock is making the schedules line up. And if the schedules don't line up, then I don't think you're going to have him there because He's someone, I mean, these are all done in person, and you're definitely going to want to have him in person to do this. And he's one of the most popular stars of the aughts, especially now with his, his acting career, too. He probably has a lot of fans outside of wrestling who may, just because of him, want to want to attend or see it if they're in the area, if they have you know partners partners or family members who are wrestling fans. So that, that I think their only issue is if the schedules won't line up or not because of, you know, he is in high demand. He's in a lot of blockbuster, not just blockbuster films, but a lot of uh, uh, he's probably the best actor out of the wrestlers turned actors in terms of actual acting skill. And you saw it during his run as an actor too, the little, the little nuances, the ability to go from face to heel, um, his facial expression. So he'd be great. Um, but if they don't, I think someone like Victoria would be really good uh, to be as one of the headliners because she was one of the great women's wrestlers during a time in WWE when women's wrestling um, and women who could wrestle weren't necessarily the uh, in demand. And yet she created a niche for herself and is still remembered as one of the better wrestlers of the last 20, 30 years. So I think she could be someone that they look at if, and I know she's not a big as big a name as Batista, but you know a lot of wrestling fans, a lot of women's wrestling fans, are going to remember her name and, and really want to be there for someone like her. So, um, if not Batista, I'd go for someone like Victoria. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think Victoria is is uh, you know deserving. I'm looking it up right now. I don't think she's signed anywhere. I think she actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think she just recently retired. Um, so uh, I think she'd be, you know, certainly eligible to go in the Hall of Fame in terms of like, you know, contract status with other companies and and blah blah blah. Um, you know, uh, again, yeah, did, it, I don't know if she'd be. I don't know if I'd want to see her as a. I, I don't. Okay, let me rephrase that. So that I wouldn't want to see her as a headliner. Um, but I don't know if I see her as a as a headliner for the Hall of Fame either. I don't know who that would be either. Um, you know who who else I can think of off the top of my head, uh, other than Batista. Um, but uh, it I don't know. I feel like it is strange to me that you know here we are. We're we're what 
25, 30 days, something like that away from WrestleMania. And we don't have a, uh, we don't have any names for the hall of fame. Usually we, you know, we, we at least know something at this point. So, um, but yeah, we'll obviously we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens in the, in the coming weeks. And, and hopefully, uh, people start getting named because I, I don't know. I, I personally like watching the hall of fame. Some people just think it's boring. I, I don't know. I like it. I, I find it fun. I don't uh, think I've watched the hall of fame in at least 20 years. I, I haven't watched one live in a few years, but I do like going back and watching them. I, I, you know, I don't know. It's just something about. I've seen certain seeing... speeches. Yeah, yeah. I haven't actually, actually watched the full ceremony. Yeah, no, I hear you. I don't. I don't think a lot of people necessarily do. Um, all right, Ryan. Um, anything? Uh, anything else for us, or uh, shall we move on? I think we do have. Uh, I think we've got Darrell as well in the uh, in the queue. Well, the only thing I have for you is I don't know if you saw it, but Victoria did wrestle a match a couple months ago for Impact, but. She didn't really do too much wrestling because Chanel Shaw, I believe, went tag her into the Duff Dolls match that she was doing. So I don't know if it's an injury or if she didn't want to take any bumps or why that was, but I know I did see her replay an impact in January. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember when that happened because I, I didn't see the match, but I vaguely remember listening to a podcast and I don't remember what podcast it was, but them talking about her retiring after that. Um, I, again, I could be completely remembering wrong, but it's something in the back of my head is saying that. Um, and, and according to, at least according to Wikipedia, there's, she doesn't, there's nothing listed as you know, her being, um, yeah, you know, her being affiliated with the brand right now, uh, or signed as a brand. So, or signed to a company, uh, signed with the company. So, so yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Thanks for taking the call. All right, Ryan. Thank you very much. As always. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Did you know we also have a website? PWTorch.com. Daily news updates, editorials, and my live TV coverage covering Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, and my live pay-per-view coverage for WWE and AEW. Create a tab or bookmark, make it a daily stop, visit us throughout the day, every day, to keep up on breaking news and more. That's pwtorch.com. Let's go to Darrell. Darrell, how we doing, man? What'd you think of the show? How y'all doing today? Can't complain, man. Can't complain. What you got for Can't us? Can't complain either. Can't com- not too much, not too much, man. Trying to see what I'm going to be expecting when I go to um, the NXT show 
WrestleMania weekend because I I got tickets to that and um. Oh, nice stand, in, stand and deliver. Yes, sir. All right, good man. Got, got it when it when it first came out since I was gonna be there. So yeah. Excellent, man. Excellent. And Enjoy it. Mania. Yeah, that, but, that's yeah, awesome. Um, but tonight, uh, I don't. Tonight to me, the show was. It didn't leave anything for you to. It wasn't rememberable, and a few of the NXT shows been like this for a while, uh, where you don't have memorable stuff that you can point back to or you can go back to, um, like shows of old. And um, I really wanted the Tony D'Angelo and um, the Tony D'Angelo and T-Bar um, show to uh, match to be uh, something like that, but. With all the interference and uh, he stacks holding him in the thing with him and everything, Tony D, uh, just did me some type of way. Um, what did you guys think about that match, and what was your expectation for it in the long run? So my my expectation for that match was was the bar for me was set really low. I I did not think that was going to be a good match. Um, it was better than I thought it was going to be, but that does it's not saying it was necessarily uh, you know great either. I think I think they used the gimmick well to kind of hide a lot of D'Angelo's weaknesses um, and, and Dijak's too, I guess, to a point. Uh, but I think mostly you know mostly D'Angelo. Um, and I also give them credit for you know trying something different, you know, with with this jailhouse match. Um, you know, as as we were talking about with Ryan, you know, it seems like this is the second time they've done this stipulation in WWE. Clearly, not in a very long time. They said on commentary with, you know, it's been at least three decades. Um, but I like the fact they're trying something different. You know, we've, we've seen it with the fight pit, you know, where, where they've, they, they tested the fight pit out in NXT, brought it to the main roster. There's been a couple, I think one or two other matches as well that have also. War also, games. War, well, yeah, war games. Thank you. Yeah, war games, a big one. Um, and, you know, they tested out NXT, brought up the main roster. So we might see that with this. I I feel like probably not. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I like the, the other two uh, other two stipulations much more. But, you know, how, how are you going to know if you don't try? So I, I certainly give him credit for that. I, I don't know if I'm necessarily a fan of something like this. You need to, like, lock your opponent in the back of an ambulance or in a jailhouse or whatever. It just they seem like underwhelming finishes to me um so i i i don't know i'm i'm it's almost like a last man standing match you know just knocking somebody down for for the count of 10 it's 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 not very there's not a lot of drama there there, there can be i guess with trying to lock somebody inside of uh you know a cage or, or an ambulance or something but i think it's harder to do um they did an okay job here um Again, nothing that uh, you know. I don't think it's it's going to be a match like you you know you were talking about. Anybody's going to be talking about for um, uh, you know years to come here. But um, for what they had, and you know, and, and what they did, it was it was okay. I'm glad to see D'Angelo get the win. I think he needed a strong win. Uh, I can't remember the last time he's had a very strong win over somebody. You know, if yeah, if he has exactly had, why he should have lost. Why is it, okay? So so all right. So why why do you think he should have lost then? Remember when Dijak was returning? What what were we saying about what he was going to do? 
Uh, dude, I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. His trajectory. Uh, probably if, if I don't know if I if, if I had to guess, we were probably saying he was going to stomp through people. Do you have more faith in the potential of Dijak or Tony D'Angelo? Y'all say this is going to be a remaking of him since he's coming off of that. Um, yeah, of, coming off um, the T-bar. Yeah. So yeah. then why the hell are you having him lose to someone who hasn't won an actual feud in basically the whole time he's been there, aside from what, Pete Dunn? Tomas oh, yeah. Champa? And, and I, 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 didn't, I hadn't quite gotten there yet. I was going to address. I was going to basically was going to bring that up. I hadn't quite gotten there yet. I, like I said, I was glad to see D'Angelo get a win because I feel like he's needed a win. But at the same time, I, I don't know what that necessarily means for for you know Dijak here. Um, you know, Dijak had been very strong. I don't think he's. I think he's been undefeated since coming back as Dijak, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so to see him get beat by no, he lost to Wesley. Did, oh, that's right. He did lose to Wesley. That's right. But to see him lose to to somebody, well, yeah, not only is the second loss in a row, but to, then to see him lose to somebody like D'Angelo, who has just consecutively lost big match, big after big match, opportunity after opportunity, um, as well as you know Stacks. I mean, Stacks has you know lost the majority of his matches, and he's gone from having what eight people in his faction down to you know two. Um, so it. it I, I I'm not very happy to see Dijak get the loss here. That I hadn't quite hadn't quite finished my my sentence when when you chimed in, but um, you know I'm uh, so I, I think we're I think we're pretty much on the same page with that. Um, Bruce, let me uh, let me throw back to you. Uh, the match itself was there. Um, yeah. Really, just reminds me of basically King of the Mountain having the penalty box and stuff. The, uh, um, I think this match. Could, so, do you remember when Wesley had his open challenge and um, D'Angelo was the one who came out with stacks? And then what happened after that? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't. So, Dijak came out and grabbed, um, grabbed D'Angelo from the back behind Getting the deck. And then Stax, instead of going after Wesley yeah. because he's loyal, he went and helped out D'Angelo with Dijak, yeah. so, yeah, so yeah, he yeah. didn't get his. All right, so if he's all, so I'm sitting there thinking this match could have ended at least five minutes earlier because if he saw about loyalty, then when Dijak took him from behind and was inside the cage, he should have just freaking locked his, slammed the cage door shut on him and Dijak to end the match, but he didn't. And then they both took a lot more punishment because of that. So, yeah, um, I, beyond that fact, I think what Kelly said last week is just um, reinforced here. And this, he's been saying it for a while, but if you want to get anything out of stacks, you have to get him away from D'Angelo or, or something. Because the one yeah. the potential is, is stacks and it's not D'Angelo. If D'Angelo does what I've been trying, what I've been advocating for him to do for a long time, which is channel his, his amateur wrestling, kind of like when Kurt Angle went heel and just do a lot of that. I think he'd be a lot better off, but oh, and the big thing, if he just changes his gear and makes it look like more standard wrestling gear or even a singlet, I think he would come off so much better than he does right now. At least more legitimately yeah. in the ring. Yeah, I mean, I, some sort of, I don't know if I'd want to see him in a singlet, 
with the 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 dawn of NXT gimmick, but something different, definitely something different. Uh, I don't know what that gear is, but but yeah, I, I I'm certainly there with you. Um, you know, one of the thing, and you know, I brought this up on the show too before, but you know, one of the things that I think really holds D'Angelo back right now is the fact that Roman Reigns is doing the dawn gimmick a thousand times better than anybody else could ever do. You know, it's it's this is a very watered down version of the bloodline gimmick. Um, I mean, uh, any sort of mafioso gimmick, I guess. But, um, you know, when you have the bloodline going and that that is the biggest angle in recent memory, you know, to to, to hit the company. Um, it's really hard. To, yeah. Professional wrestling, for that matter. You, you know, that the damn good point. Um, it's really hard to follow that and, and try to be something like that if you know and 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 that wasn't even something that i had thought about up until you know maybe a couple months ago um but i think that is also something that's really holding d'angelo back i I think he he needs to pivot a bit um you know like you said lean into that amateur wrestling background you know we've talked about that a few times as well um i think that'd be a great way for him to kind of you know grow and and uh develop his character stacks i agree i think he is the one with potential anytime i see him in the ring i just i'm i'm kind of blown away more and more by him just being the sidekick to to d'angelo you know d'angelo might have a bit more charisma but uh, I I I don't know. I, I think Stax could uh, could certainly hold his own. Um, I, I do hope they break him off uh, from D'Angelo sooner rather than later. Um, Darrell, let's uh, let's head back to you. Okay, and I'm surprised because you guys had said stated earlier that you heard that somebody said that this was the first um, this is the first time that this match has ever been DQ. That y'all didn't remember the SummerSlam '91 match between the Monty and um, Big Boss Man, Jail House match. <laughs> That's where they had this match. But but this, when you remember history, you 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 um you won't be doomed doomed to repeat it. You know, we see in this NXT, the NXT that Shawn Michaels is putting on. Ain't nothing but the early nineties from ninety to ninety three and all these people are nothing but character um actors. Might as well say like repo man and stuff like that because um Dijak is the big boss man and instead of having a Canada cop as the Monty, you just having a criminal, uh a character criminal from off of um, one of the old Godfather movies. And the reason why um, you feel like Roman Reigns is doing it better because he's not doing um, the Godfather itself. He's just being himself and having his family around and giving himself a name and, and treating it how a family would treat each other. Because you have some people in the family that manipulate people. You see that in today's world when you see with like the issue with John Morant and stuff like that where the kid start being the breadwinner and now he go all off. And nobody in his family can tell him what to do or stop him from doing anything stupid because he he the breadwinner, he the head of the table and stuff like that. So, but other than that, um, another thing was um, I know y'all was talking about that main event, and I know y'all was saying y'all was trying to see what it was. I was thinking that it was somebody who just gave it all and left off an exhaustion because I hopefully they weren't trying nothing with DeMar Hamlin type of incident and stuff like that, not even playing with concussions because I hate when people even play with concussions. But um, 
I want to know how is this is going to lead to into a story with whatever they have her going into next with probably with Tiffany Stratton, um, Daddy's Girl, another character actor um, uh, remake when they had um, Chris Stratus playing Daddy's Girl type of character with Vince McMahon. Um, back when Stephanie had beat her up and kicked her out and stuff like that before uh, Trish became the Trish that people liked. So um, what do you guys think? How can you turn this around and turn this into a story? Because right now, uh, her title run has been lackluster. It's not because of herself. It's because of the story that they put her in and, and uh, the thing that they get her to work off of. And I'm pretty sure she's just willing to do whatever's told. So, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit, um, you know, with with where they could you know, potentially go with this. I, I think it really all depends on what they do with this angle. Um, you know, if you know, if they kind of go away that, you know, we, we laid out Bruce, you know, Bruce mostly laid out, you know, with like an interim champion, do some sort of a you either. Well, it could either be an interim champion or, you know, have it uh, while she's off TV, have some sort of a number one contenders match um, you know, or tournament to to crown a number one contender for when when Perez comes back um you know if it was going to be Tiffany that's going to be the next contender which you know would certainly make sense um you know she could win she could be the one to win you know one of those matches um you know whether it be the number one contender or if they were to go an interim championship route um I, I think a number one contender would probably be the more um uh I would tell you if I was a betting man, I'd go with you know number one contender over interim champion. I guess is what I should say. Um, but they could certainly go either way uh, or come up with something completely different. But um, but I, I I think that might be a good way to get to Tiffany Stratton if uh, you know if that was the way they were going to go. Um, yeah, you know, Bruce, any uh, any uh, any way to elaborate on that? Well, who's a good heel to have across your baby face returning to? Um hold that title up against after going down like that in, a, in her last match, Tiffany Stratton. I think um, she's the one person who's thus far made it known that she wants that title. Maybe he's always stuck, but I can't. I, I remember Tiffany Stratton specifically saying that she wants to be NXT Women's Champion. She's coming for whoever. And she name-dropped both uh, Sodomora and, and Perez. And I think Stark only name-dropped Sodomora. So I think for her right now, her goal right now is more of just going after Sadamura, uh, which gives her something to do after all of this with, with Roxanne Perez and makes her look like even more of a badass. But yeah, I think just to, just the only thing to, to add to my point is Tiffany Stratton is probably the best person, heel-wise, to have standing across from Roxanne Perez when she does make her her, her thunderous babyface return, uh, whatever that may be, to set up their match at whatever takeover, PLE, whatever that call is going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You don't have to wait for the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show to find out what I thought of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown each week. You can check out my reports that are updated live throughout Raw and SmackDown at pwtorch.com. My written report will tell you what's happening in detail in case you missed the show. And it'll also analyze key segments and give my random thoughts and quips on what I am watching as it airs. So check it out every Monday night and Tuesday night at pwtorch.com. That also applies to WWE pay-per-views. I cover those live at pwtorch.com with a detailed written report with star ratings. 
And of course, you can find other TV reports from other contributors to PW Torch, such as NXT, ROH Impact Wrestling, and more. Check it out, pwtorch.com, your first stop for TV and pay-per-view written reports. Um, Bruce, or uh, not Bruce, Terrell. Well, I wish they were bringing some of the people who they got waiting in the wins. Like you got a, a PO champion that I I think you could be around and have a lot of these people coming after that you're not doing nothing with. Like Blair Davenport and something like that. So, you know, I wish they would bring somebody like that in. More intriguing since you my my favorite women champion of all time, y'all done put her with a spooky witch um, character <laughs> that I don't even think will shake on the main roster. And this is what be my next thing. We have a lot of um, that people not even paying attention to. We have a lot of NXT people who just sitting in the wins, I think, who's supposed to be called up, but ain't really been called up because they have nothing too much to do with them. Like the like the core Jays and the Cameron Grimes and people and more like that, you know, who just sitting there um out. So I'm saying this to state. Um, I know they finally announced and we're getting Melo versus Braun. I'm hoping I'm hoping that um Melo win it. I know some people want to see him go up and I and I understand about the money and stuff like that. I wish they would pay them more. But I really don't want him to go up and have to get straddled with nothing to do like some before him or get put into a, a fake reboot of a Nation of Domination uh, angle, which I hate that people always ask for uh, with Almas and stuff like that. But um, would you prefer to see him go up as of right now? Or do you want to see him win this match and maybe make Braun turn here so he can show us something? And not because he's not showing us nothing right now. Oh, if Braun loses, he's going up to the he's going to Raw SmackDown. Yeah, I, I think who, I think who, I think whoever loses is probably going up. Now, granted, we say that all the time, but I think I think it makes the most. I think it makes sense. Whoever loses this is going up. If this is the way I want to see it, um, yeah, I don't know if this is necessarily the way it's going to happen, but this is what I want to see. I would like to see Breaker lose, and I would like to see Melo have a decent run with the NXT title. We've talked about this before on the show and you know, this is, this is the way I, I I've kind of wanted to see this go for a while. I want to see Mello be the one to dethrone breaker and be the face of NXT. He's already kind of been the face of NXT for a while. Um, you know, he's, he's called himself the a champion and all of that. Um, you know, but he hasn't actually been, you know, the NXT champion, um, you know, the, the quote actual face, if you will, of the company um, or the brand anyway. So I'd like to see him carry that torch and I'd like to see him have more of a meaningful title reign than Braun Breaker had. And Breaker, I mean, he's had two reigns. I, I never think of Braun Breaker unless I'm actively thinking as of Braun Breaker as champion, you know, and, and I hate it when that's the case with a, a champion on you know any brand like you know you you want that person to be relevant and have a meaningful reign and all of that um so i i'm hoping carmelo can take the nxt title and do with it what he did with the north american title and make it feel like the most important thing in the world um 
you know, I, you know, and I know, you know, we've talked and I, I, I'm sure Bruce may bring this up, but, you know, if, if you're bringing up money and, and things like that, you know, he'd make more money going up to the main roster, which I probably would, but I don't know if it's necessarily the best move of the career right now. I think having him be in NXT, being that champion and, and being that long, like when I say long-term, I'm saying maybe six to six months to a year, have that awesome reign down there, then move up. Um, he's still young. He's got plenty of time. So it's it's not like he needs to just all of a sudden, you know, get up to the main roster and, and, and kind of kickstart that career. I'd like to see him be that be that face, be that NXT champion and then move up, hopefully in a meaningful spot. Um, and as long as Triple H is still in charge of creative when that happens, I'm gonna, I'm pretty hopeful that he's going to do Carmelo right. Bruce, let me throw over to you. Do I want Carmelo to stay on NXT? I want him to be the next Johnny Gargano because that's the show that I cover, and he definitely makes the show much better. But um, he's definitely someone who he's a little undersized for what they used to have or what they used to like with uh, Vince McMahon. But with Triple H at the helm, it's probably different. But he is bigger than Johnny Gargano. And beyond that, I think he has more of what makes you successful in WWE than Johnny Gargano had in terms of he has a, 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 um, his charisma and his presence, I think, are things that Johnny Gargano just doesn't quite have. He's definitely the better wrestler of the two, especially technically, but that's not to diminish Carmelo Hayes as a wrestler at all because he's definitely a good wrestler. It's just that they're different types of, of wrestlers. I bring Gargano up because you know, he not only was in NXT for a long time, but he was also made his return to the show tonight, which I'm sure we'll get to later. Um, I feel like, again, the loser is going to move. I feel like at this point, I think because if I've read things correctly, Breaker has been on main event and some live shows recently. Uh, so, uh, so as is always start. Cora Jade is nowhere near ready to be on our SmackDown. She will not. No, she, she's not ready. She needs more time on NXT. If they, they call her up or if they move her to our SmackDown, I feel like she's going to be in that Liv Morgan, Lacey Evans boat, Dana Brooke boat, where the potential you could see, but they just didn't have enough time to develop before they were called to, you know, the big time. And, they can't do that here with a lot of these wrestlers, especially after um, the transition from or to and from 2.0. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> if anything, it's going to be um, an NXT reign with Carmelo Hayes. He's probably going to have feuds with the likes of people like Tyler Bate. Um, and I think Breaker is going to be probably on raw because there's more of a place to to hide his deficiencies there than on smackdown and the mute button strikes again i think that probably makes the most sense um you know, in terms of for for him going to raw versus smackdown um but uh but yeah um nothing i nothing necessarily disagree with there uh Darrell, let me throw it back to you yeah, I um uh, I hope that Melo wins because I want to see an old fashioned deal. You got Dragon Lee coming in. I'm pretty sure they're gonna give a rocket to 
And I know that match will be amazing and awesome and stuff like that. So I want them to see them work their way into it and and do one of those deals and build up. Hopefully you get uh, Melo with the title and you can reboot uh, re, uh, a slight reboot of this whole NXT thing just so we can get memorable characters because based on what I've seen, even if you pull somebody like Braun up, he's not going to get the uh, Austin Theory because to me, his talent is less than Austin Theory and people just cream John saying John Cena Barrett Austin Theory for his deficiencies and put it out there and stuff like that. And the only person who the, the the only person on NXT right now who could be even considered better than Austin Theory is Melo. And if you don't have a six-month run for him where you're doing something with him consistently on Raw or SmackDown, no matter which show, you're just going to get lost in the wind and you'll be in the territory of the Johnny Gargano's, the Hit Rose, and the rest of the Legato members who's uh, sitting there and not doing nothing. And all you could be with Cameron Grimes, not even on the show, or the Corey J, not in the show, just sitting back and catering, and even more. So I don't really want to see that. I don't want to wish that even on none of these guys on NXT because I feel like they've been um, led astray right now. But um, just hoping that they do something better and just build an expectation for these guys because when they come up to that main roster, the main roster is a different set of breed. And those people, if you don't show them something immediately, they'll not respond to you and you get no response out there. They're going to pull you off TV quick and fast and not even going to play with you. So especially when they trying to build some some people and they got more people coming in, like a maybe like a Jay White or uh, Kenny Omega or stuff like that or whoever. So, but um, they're not going to NXT. Neither of those two will go to NXT. And I think oh, the I whole discussion. NXT. I'm talking about going oh, okay. To okay, 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 okay. Yes, yeah, just that's how I'm saying. Nobody from NXT really would have a chance since you bring since they bringing in outside people, so you wouldn't get sure, that. Sure. Yeah, gotcha. Triple H there, you won't get Triple H attention because his attention would be those guys building that top of the card and you're transitioning from Roman Reigns. So your main focus probably going to be on probably Cody Rhodes. So you'll be left in the wind. But um, my last thing for you guys will be, I've seen another board match from Braun Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate that they put the creeds with him and stuff like this. Um, none of the stuff catching um the catchphrase that they put up down the screen by um where my dog at or uh, a dog got to eat or something like that or whatever it is um he needs to stay down and, and get a refresh and maybe become a heel and I and I said this a long time ago with you guys I want him to go full Steiner and I mean full. Yeah. Scott Steiner. I want you yep. to get the the metal on your head. I want you to get everything. Give it a try since they trying things in NXT. Now, give it a try. Try something different. <laughs> Add your own spice to it so it can be your own. I would like to see a lot of these people um do a little different. Even the Tiffany Stratton. Because, again, like I said, I've seen the daddy girl gimmick with Chris Stratus when they hamper her with that. That don't work on the main roster. That's going to make people feel offended. 
So um, I want to see a lot of these guys do something different, and I see they, they keep bringing people back. Um, Johnny Gargano being back and going with Grayson Waller and stuff like that. Um, I want to uh, it's interesting because you bring a Johnny back because really he's not doing that to WrestleMania weekend. I guess you want to give him some work and give him a, let him get a, a payday for being able to work that weekend and stuff like that and help continue to build your show that lets me know something about that show. What do you guys feel about that? About that match, how everything going, and this reminds me of the old um when um they they when both Dallas was um talking about how he didn't like NXT and they finally got him up out of there by having him lose to uh uh Adrian Neville. <laughs> Most people don't remember that name, but Adrian Neville. Um so this is the same type of storyline rehashed in a different way. What do you guys think about this and what are you guys outcome of that whole thing? So glad to see Gargano back in NXT. I mean, it's been, I think they said 15 months since we've seen him in NXT. Um, you know, when, when he came back to WWE after having, you know, uh, after uh, um, their their kid was born, you know, I, I wanted to see him come back to NXT, not necessarily full time, because obviously I wanted him to be able to go up to the main roster and that's, that's where he deserves to be and all that. But just come back to NXT to kind of finish out his story down there. Um you know, and, and kind of have one last, you know, hurrah. So I'm glad to see that finally happening here. The this, well, you know, I guess let's kind of talk about this whole angle. Obviously, we had the the Grayson Waller effect here with uh, here tonight on Roadblock with um, HBK as his special guest. Um, it looked like he was going to be he being Grayson Waller was going to be challenging HBK to a match at Stand and Deliver when HBK declined and said, "Well, you're going to have a match at Stand and Deliver anyway, and it's going to be against this man." And that's when they brought out Mr. Wrestling himself, Johnny Gargano. Um, so I, I think if I think this was one of the outcome, the only one of two people that it could have been that wouldn't have been a disappointment if it wasn't HBK. Um, so I think everybody wanted to see HBK come out of retirement one more time, um, at least in, in the crowd. Anyway, that you know, uh, tonight, everybody wanted to sit. I, I kind of wanted to see I that. Mean. I want to see that because I would like to see him have one last match. That's a banger of a match that isn't that bullshit from crown jewel or super showdown or whatever blood money show that was that they had with the uh, brothers uh, DX first brothers of destruction. I would love to see him have one more match. That was just a banger. And that was, that's the end of his career. And, and it doesn't have to, his last final match doesn't have to be that one, but that's the only reason. Um, you know, I don't think he necessarily has to do it. I don't know if he's in the, the physical position to actually do it, but but that's why I would love to see it. And I think that, I think a lot of people kind of share that sentiment. They would they would like to see that as well. Um, and I think that anybody else that would have come out to take HBK's place in that match would have been a disappointment, other than Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. They are the faces of NXT from NXT Black and Gold. You know, they, they were synonymous with NXT for years. Obviously, Champa, he's still sidelined. He hasn't come back from his, uh, I forget what he just had surgery on, but he had surgery on something. Um, um, you know, he's still on the injured list. So he's obviously not ready to come back yet. But Gargano, as you said, Darrell, I mean, he's not doing anything for WrestleMania. Perfect time. Bring him back for Stand and Deliver. Have him step into that 
um, you know, into to HBK's position in that match, if you will, um, and and basically stand up for NXT against Grayson Waller, who's basically just spent you know the last month or so trashing NXT and, and what Shawn Michaels has done and all of that. Um, I, I I think it's great. I I, I'm, I think this is probably the highlight of the show for me. Granted, I'm biased. I'm a huge Gargano fan, so you know. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yep. Okay. I I hear stuff coming out of my computer, and I don't know why. All right, that's weird. I thought some of my headset died, and then you guys are coming out of my computer. Anyway, um, long story short, I forget where I was going with that, so I'll just leave it with this. Um, you know, Gar- I think, like I said, Gargano was one of the few people it could have been that wasn't going to be a disappointment when, uh, you know, when when the when it was you know announced that HBK wasn't going to actually be in the match, um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to actually seeing what uh, where the, where this goes and 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 actually see the match itself. I'm kind of hoping to see Gargano get a win over Waller. Um, again, that might be biased because I'm a Johnny Gargano fan. Um, I think it may make actually more sense for Waller to get the win, you know, and kind of give him a bit more of a, give give him more heat and and more of a tra- trajectory potentially towards the NXT title. Um, you know, especially if Melo does wind up switching faces as, as a champion. Um, you know, I think Waller would be a great heel. Plus, the two of them have fantastic chemistry together. So, you know, that could certainly be, um, you know, if it's not the first feud for Melo as champion. Um, you know, that that could certainly be a, a place they go quick unless, of course, Waller goes up to the main roster, which is certainly a possibility as well. You can support us on Patreon and get these shows with ads and plugs removed. The Wade Keller Processing Podcast, Wade Keller Processing Post Shows and the PW Torch Daily Cast throughout the week with ads and plugs removed, plus a few bonus VIP shows throughout the month. For just $4.99 a month. Check it out. Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. And you can also upgrade to other tiers and receive even more benefits through Patreon. Uh, I'm going to stop flapping my gums now and pass it over to Bruce. Let's just get this out the way. Best segment of the night. Hands down. There is no comparison. And Waller is just... He's showing why I said... Almost from the moment I joined this show, that his floor is the Miz. He has, and, and I think he's much better than the Miz, especially in ring. I, I think he's going to be someone who is going to be on WWE TV for a decade, two decades, and and he's going to have a fine career. And even if the Miz is his floor, two-time Grand Slam champion, all the the public stuff that he does, all the money he makes, um, so. Uh, I, what Waller did here, it, it's not just that what Darrell brought up, you know, bashing on NXT and all that. Waller's his delivery, it, his his mannerisms, his facial expressions—he really does seem like he hates being in NXT right now. Um, and yeah. even when Shawn Michaels brought up the fact that you you lost clean, um, well, as clean as you can, it's still a cage match. Uh, you, you see his face just fuming at, at Shawn Michaels. So. Um, let me get to the positives here because they're on my head. I think they found the right balance in terms of stringing people along, thinking that Shawn Michaels is going to wrestle versus having someone announced to wrestle on his behalf. 
I think any more than tonight would have given people the anticipation that Shawn Michaels would wrestle, and an announcement after this would have made it more of a letdown, especially if he came out as Sam and Deliver, and they made it seem like he was going to have a match, and then they announced someone else to come out. Um, I think what they did here is give people enough time to be like, okay, this makes a lot of sense, and oh, I'm very excited. So I think the only other person that they could have said, and it's because he dropped Undisputed Era earlier in the in the segment, is Robert Strong, just because he's still there. And oh, yeah, good point. Know, Undisputed Era, but, um, and that kind of a match, I think, because Well Gargano and Champa are definitely emblematic of black and gold. When I think of the style that I liked during black and gold, it's definitely Roddick strong. So I think he would have been a good stylistic choice in this matter. And I only bring him up again because Michael dropped undisputed era in that promo or, or in the segment earlier uh, before the uh, Gargano was introduced. So uh, I think the match is going to be fantastic. Gargano is an excellent seller and, and Waller, what he does well, which is I think something he's learning from Roman Reigns is how to be your character during a match through what you say and how you look at, at your at your opponent. And I think with him and Gargano, we're going to have a, a fantastic match. Waller, I, I just, whenever he gets in there, he seems to get better and better. More When I say better, I mean things just seem to be a little more smooth each time with him. It doesn't seem to be as, like he's thinking as much through it, and it's just more fluid. So I'm looking forward to this. Negatives, I really can't say much about how they, aside from Johnny Gargano's new music, I really can't say much about how this segment happened, played out, the end result, and what's going to happen. I guess the only question I have is, if Gargano wins, cool. I'm guessing he's going to go back. What does that mean for Waller, then? Does he does he leave on the sour note? But then again, what happens if Waller wins? Does he use that to come back to Shawn Michaels and say, I should be, you know, I beat your chosen one. I should get the title shot next. I think there are the possibilities with Waller are very intriguing. And that to me is the fact that there's um, not just a fantastic match coming up, but those things that are making me think about what's going to happen next, I think is a great sign. And unfortunately that's not how it is for, you know, the Brown breakers of the world. Darrell. Um, yeah, I feel like um, because I feel like they got him in the in the Seth Rollins role right now, and they be putting a lot on him to give a little flavor to matches. I when he called out the locker room, I felt like they was who they showed in the crowd before was maybe trying to set up for a Dragon versus Dragon Lee match, and I would have liked that match as an introduction to Dragon Lee. And now that he's in the locker room and he's trying to make a splash against somebody who has been fighting for championships and getting a big role right now, I felt like that would have been a better served match because you're bringing in a new guy and telling him a new story and building up a new guy for a guy who you potentially have on the way out. Since I feel like that's what kind of role that they have Grayson Waller in right now in a Seth Rollins role since to me, he more of a knockoff of a between a Miz flavor with trying to talk like an MJF, which you know, I don't think he had a flavor of an MJF, but that's how he tried to talk when he on the mic. So I'll, Yeah, but unlike MJF, he doesn't go for low-hanging fruit. 
Well, he kind of did in that interview today, especially with the heart attack line. And, well, as Shawn Michaels said, it's true. I, so I, I don't know if that's low-hanging fruit as much as a factual statement, whereas MJF is talking about ugly fat people in the crowd and stuff like that all the time, you know? Pouring drinks on uh-huh. little kids. Exactly. Yeah, but MJF is just trying to play off of what he's seen of old Ric Flair and stuff like that and Gorgeous George and stuff like that. So it's nothing but a play off of what you've seen before. It's about how you do it and how the style that you do it. But I would have felt – I felt like, yeah, I like that they brought Johnny back, but I would have preferred just for the embitterment of NXT as a whole if you would have used that for somebody like a Dragon Lee who could have potentially been on the show – probably in the first match and you tell the story of him maybe fighting the mellow in the future. And that's how you start off by having a banger in the first one and a banger in the last one. But Hey, this is a different NXT. They don't do that no more. And trying to bring memories and stuff that people can recall back from stuff from before. So, but um, it was a good segment. Like y'all said, that was the best segment of the night. Great, and and Bruce will tell me and tell tell you, Nate, that I'm not the biggest Grayson Waller fan, but tonight he he almost won me over to start liking him a little bit tonight just because of that segment and stuff like that. It got me up out of my seat a little bit and had me pay attention. So he almost won me over. But um, outside of that, uh, ready for them to hurry up and get the stand and deliver Want to see how they're going to build this card out and um, go further. And um, it was good talking to you guys. And also, man, some of y'all favorites, man, y'all be liking some seamless um, villains, man. They they be more like Calendar Man than the Joker or the Penguin. <laughs> but um, it was a good show, man. And I, I enjoy talking to you guys, even though I don't come on as much as I used to. No, and uh, we certainly appreciate him, and we certainly appreciate like having you on the show. So, any uh, anytime you can, feel free to join us. Yes, sir. Now, and if y'all have something after stand and deliver, man, I'll call in or I send y'all something in, man, because I'll be there. Sounds good. Sounds good. We we uh, it, it, if it's if we kind of follow our our usual protocol, it wouldn't be a uh, it wouldn't be a call in show. It would be a a roundtable after. Uh, uh, you have VIP roundtable, but you know certainly uh, send us an email or something. We can, uh, you know, certainly read uh, you know, read it on air and uh, give uh, give your take or have you call in, uh, you know, call in, uh, you know, the following week. Oh yeah, no problem. Cool man, sounds good. We'll talk to you then. Yes sir. All right, awesome. So thank you very much, Darrell. Let's uh, let's go on. We got a we got a bit more to talk about here on the show tonight. So. Um, we've talked a little bit about D'Angelo and Dijak. We've uh, talked a little bit about Breaker. Well, we talked a bit about Breaker Creed versus Mahal and Indu Share, but we really didn't get into the meat and the potatoes of the match. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this, shall we? So we did have, uh, you know, like I said, it was Braun Breaker and the Creed Brothers versus Indu Share and Jinder Mahal. Um, yeah, I think this uh, this match kind of made sense, kind of throwing Creed and uh, the Creeds and Breaker together uh against mahal and, and induced share you know last week we saw um you know that they, they're talking about it potentially being a um you know a um, a handicap match and braun breaker made the save and, and insert kind of inserted himself here into the match um 
I think it made sense though, because you know, obviously Breaker and Mahal they were uh, they were feuding over the NXT title for a little bit, so they had a bit of a you know bit of a feud, uh, and obviously Mahal and Indus Share they're affiliated with one another, so it kind of all made sense to throw them uh, throw them together. The match it. Uh... I'm not a huge fan of, you know, six man tag match. This one was, was there. Um, you know, I, I kind of wish the creeds and, and into share were able to finally have their, you know, tag match that they've been teasing for a while. Um, you know, God months, I feel like at this point, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that finally, finally take place. I don't think we've actually seen that yet. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, keep me honest, Bruce. Um, but so yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't think so. So I I think that's yeah. I would have liked to see that rather than the you know, throwing Breaker and Mahal in there. I'm hoping we can kind of see that. Maybe get to see that in the future. Um, but yeah, is what it is. I think it kind of muddied the waters a little bit adding those uh, those two. Um, yeah, a little bit chaotic, frenetic pace for me. But um, you know, whatever. I think seeing breaker in the creeds was uh you know was a feel good story for for most people um but i'm also kind of wondering you know what this means for mahal and to share you know mahal comes in nxt makes bold claims that he's going to be the next nxt champion i mean i, I don't think anybody any one of us thought that he was going to actually win the nxt title but he also kind of lost in in I don't say embarrassing fashion fashion it wasn't embarrassing fashion but uh, but he lost clean so you know what does that necessarily mean now he's now lost twice to Braun Breaker um, you know Indu Share they I thought they were on great trajectory coming in com- or coming back after they they uh, you know they got back together they reunited uh, once Veer Mahan came back to N- NXT so now that They've, you know, they've lost, I think, now two matches, uh, if I'm not mistaken. What does that necessarily mean for this faction? Yeah, we got some, we got a, a feel-good Braun Breaker and Creed win, but I almost feel like it should have gone the other way to build heat with Mahal and Indu Share. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net, along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. What do you think, Bruce? Oh, it definitely should have gone the other way. I hate when, yeah. when random teams that just form beat established teams that have been oh, yeah. together, even if they've only been together for a short time, like in the show, they've been together for at least a couple months. So the fact that <clears throat> the fact that this random team that was just put together last week because apparently the Creed brothers have no other friends in the locker room, I it, I feel like Brutus should have been the one to take the pin here from Vera Sanga, one of the two. Um I thought the match legitimately what it was going to end after they hit the choke slam and lariat combo with with a uh, yeah. choke slam and, and Veer's lariat in so the corner because that's how they ended the match. They ended their match the week before two weeks ago. So when it didn't happen there, I was surprised. Now, okay, Julius probably shouldn't be the one taking the pin, but I think Brutus is the perfect person in that out of the the three of them to take a pin there. Um, Agreed. I did not like this match. I thought. Anything you're trying to do with Indu Share was just stunted, if not completely diminished. 
what you did here with with Breaker and the Creed, I don't think helped either of the, the acts. Um, Breaker coming out later in the night and his thing with Carmelo Hayes, I don't think helped either of them, which is sad to say for a Carmelo Hayes segment. But I don't think it was. Oh, and Hayes was on commentary, but I don't think he even said anything. So it was a beyond barely, the intro barely. part, yeah. And so I think this whole match, overall, this whole segment was just a dud. It was not good. Um, like I, I really wish what they would have done was was rather than have Mello and Breaker in that segment later in the night, have Mello cost them the win have 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 mellow interfere because I mean, he was on com- that's what i figured was going to happen he was on commentary i figured he was going to get involved cost braun breaker and the creeds the win induce share you know they get their win and braun breaker and carmelo hayes start their feud that's that i felt like yeah, i feel like that would be that would bring much more heat to 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 the mellow and, and breaker feud, um, as well as the the finish to this match. It just it seemed weird to me. Well, look, I, I will say, I do like the fact that they went against the, the the normal trope that we've become accustomed to in terms of the person that commentary interfering in the match and causing their their yeah. rival the match. I'll, I'll say that here. I think you could you don't even you didn't even need to have. Hayes interfere. You could have just, like Kelly wrote in his report, this basically became a tornado tag match. It, there really was no semblance of order, no semblance of balance. It was just, it, it kept evolving into everyone get coming in and hitting each other. So in that context, you could have just had some miscommunication happen between the team again that was just put together a week ago and has never teamed before on TV. Um, there could have been some miscommunication and that could have allowed Brutus to be hit with whatever and take the pin beyond that vic joseph had a terrible night on commentary he was calling moves incorrect names he called the the doomsday brutus bomb about three different things as he was trying to explain it uh, and then when you pair him with booker t it's just it's just not not a, not a good combination in general but yeah the the this whole entire thing was just again it would have been so easy just to have Brutus take the pin from someone and get more heat on gender if you want and do that. But goodness, I, yeah, I'm just going to rope in that breaker Hayes thing. Like I was waiting for Hayes to have a one liner in there to bring breaker back down because of Hayes's character. And it was just an exchange of pleasantries. And I'm sorry, but for me, this feud was never built on an exchange of pleasantries. It was built on trying to be, the best and trying to outdo each other and sure you could have some respect in that but damn i really thought with how hayes calls himself you know he, he's i am and he's the a champion all that it just it yeah. really fell flat to me it did and it's not break it's not his character either uh mellow's character mellow's character is i'm the best you you know like and that's not i'm gonna put you did. on a jersey yeah you know yeah exactly and that's not what he did here tonight and so i i thought that was weird too like it you know sure you know you can certainly respect your opponent and um and i think you know that that that's a well that they should go to i mean there have been um you know a lot of parallels in both of their careers like they did point out you know and and like you just said the entire time that he was the north american champion Melo was the north american champion was during breaker's reign and he was constantly saying he's the better champ he's the a champ my championship's more important there's a built-in story right there you know to kind of piss breaker off or something like that you know um 
so for them to just kind of come out here tonight and hey, you're you're awesome. I, I'm I was you're disappointed. Awesome too. <laughs> you're awesome too. Let's let's fight. It's just like, all right, I, I where's the investment there? You know, there's nothing to get me involved, invested in in this feud. So again. I'm going to give them next week and, and, you know, see where they see where they go with this. And hopefully they give me a more compelling or give us a more compelling story. But I, I, I'm looking forward to this feud. I, I figured this is where they were going to go for quite some time now. Yeah. We've been talking about Mello potentially being the one to dethrone breaker for God. It feels like months and months at this point. So I feel like, you know, this is kind of the natural place that they were, they were going to go. But I didn't think it was going to start this way. I think it was, I thought it was going to be much, much more heated than this. And where was Trick? I think Trick really would really would have added something to this, and maybe would have yes. brought some of that out from from Carmelo. Because again, it just it just seemed flat. Yeah, it really did. You know, I mean, you know, we we've Breaker is not the best talker in the world, and I feel like he out talked Mello. And it it I, I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, they were just both not great in this segment. I'll say that. Yeah. So, all right. Let's uh, let's put this segment to bed and go back to the phone lines because we actually do have somebody else that wants to be part of the conversation, and that is area code six one five. I'm sure I probably should know the phone number, but it doesn't ring a bell to me at the moment. So let me know who you are and what you thought of the show. Well, mate, it's been a while, so I forgive you. This is Sean, your Sean. awesome friend in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, I, I, it's been a while. I had to talk to you. Um, you're, Nate, you're awesome. Bruce, you're awesome, too, man. How you doing, man? It's been a while. Hey, we're all awesome. Hey, awesome. Uh, we are the biz. <laughs> no, Sean, good to hear from you, man. Good to hear from you. Glad to, glad you're calling in. Yeah, I, I know you guys have probably already talked about it, and, and I'm a little late getting in, so I – I, forgive me if you have, but but I wanted to bring it up anyway, just because I thought the main reason I've been a little behind on NXT as far as other than watching, listening to see you guys talk about it, because I've been keeping up with the shows. I haven't been able to watch them as much as I'd like to, but I've been keeping up. And I really was, you know, after you guys talked about going into the Grayson Waller effect tonight, I was just, I was like, I, I have to see this. I have to see how it goes. You know, are they really going to have a, you know, Grayson and, my, Sean get back in the ring just to fight Grayson Waller. I was like, I'm not sure, but but I in the segment I was really kind of I thought I was going to be down on it, but I was actually pretty. I really liked it a lot, and I and I think Sean really did a good job of like you know Grayson trying to bring down the brand. I'm bigger than the brand. You know, he's doing all the heel stuff. But like he's doing doing a great job of the heel, and Sean's like, no, you know, you're not the brand. You're you're part of the brand. You're not the brand. Blah blah. blah. And then. To bring Gargano, I was not expecting that. If you're not going to have Sean, that's a good no. replacement in my mind to have Johnny. Again, I think Johnny and Carmelo are Carmelo. Johnny and Grace are going to have one heck of a match. And the good thing about it is, where do you think they're going in that? Because obviously Johnny's just coming back for an NXT match, so you would assume Grayson's going to win because they want to you know, build him up even more if he's going to stay on it. Because I don't know. My thought was Grayson was going to move up to the main roster at some point. And I still don't know from what I've seen, like when that might be. So do they have just Grayson just go over because he's obviously been in NXT and Johnny's just coming down for this one match. 
and just have the greatest match they possibly can, which I think that's going to be fantastic. Like, where do you think they're going with that? And what did you guys, if you, you know, just what you, what I thought about the segment in general, like, do you, do you agree with me or was it like way off? Did you guys not like it at all? Or So as far as the segment goes, I, I was pretty high on the segment. I, I, I really like how authentic and genuine Waller comes off when he's on the mic. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they let him just go off the cuff or if he's just really good at remembering and reciting the things that he's supposed to say, but I, I really like him on the mic period. Um, you know, and then obviously put him opposite, you know, Shawn Michaels, who's obviously going to be, you know, a, a fantastic promo as well. Um, I, I thought this actually worked very well. The crowd, sometimes I'm not a huge, uh, huge fan of, of this particular crowd, but man, I thought the crowd was yeah. electric for this. Um, I love the fact that they kept singing HBK's theme music after the, you know, after the, it got cut. Um, you know, it just kind of, they were so excited to see Shawn Michaels. Like, so I thought that was fantastic. Right. Um, you know, the t- then obviously Shawn Michaels, you know, he's not taking any of the bullshit. He's not allowing Waller to kind of like, you know, walk over him uh, like a lot of authority figures do, which partly played into the tease of him returning to the ring. But I think also kind of, you know, made it uh, that he's he's a uh, kind of showed that he's a bit of a different leader than 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 some. Um so uh, again, I, I I appreciated the the energy and and everything out of Shawn Michaels, um, Gargano returning definitely did not see that coming. I I did think that you know there was a fifty fifty shot that you know Michaels would accept the match or would have somebody step in in his place to you know to to face Waller. I didn't necessarily see Gargano coming. Um, Matter of fact, when his music hit and like I saw Gargano, my arms went up in the air. I think I even shouted, yes, like that doesn't happen very often for me in wrestling anymore. So like I was pretty I was pretty pumped to see it Um, as I did. We we did talk about this a little bit earlier in the night with Ryan, um, but I um, I think if anybody was going to be named a person to you know, to kind of take that place of HBK in this match, there, there were there were probably two people to do it. Uh, actually, I think three, and I forget who else you brought up, Bruce, because you Roddy. brings Roddy uh, Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong. He brought Roderick Strong up a little bit ago. I think he would be a great choice because yeah. uh, Roderick Strong embodies NXT, um, you know, black and gold. Um, and he also uh, in this segment, Shawn Michaels did bring up the Undisputed Era. He's the only Undisputed Era uh, member left in NXT. <laughs> Um, but there, there, you know, two other people that came to mind, or these are the first two that came to my mind was Tommaso Ciampa. And he's on the injured list right now. And Johnny Gargano. I think those two were the, or those three are really the only three that could have been named here. That would not have been a disappointment to the crowd. Um, otherwise I don't think they should have even done the tease of, of Michael's coming back to the ring because it, I don't think anything else could have really held a candle to it. And even then, even though I'm like a massive Johnny Gargano fan, it still almost feels like a little bit of a, um, you know, uh, almost underwhelming. Cause I still would have liked to see Shawn Michaels come back and have that one last match. That wasn't the DX versus brothers of destruction match. Um, but that said, Gargano, him, uh, Gargano Waller, they're going to have an absolute banger of a match. And Gargano is, I think, the perfect person to kind of um, fight for the name, 
you know, the, the good name of NXT. Um, as far as where it goes after that, your guess is as good as mine at this point. Um, you know, I feel like Gargano is is basically going to put put Waller over. I don't see him coming down to NXT to, um, you know, to necessarily win a match here unless they if it's going to just be a one off anyway. If it's not going to be a one off and it kind of goes a little bit, you know, maybe we will see Gargano go over here and then Waller winds up getting, you know, uh, getting a win later on. Um but as far as anything long term with Gargano, I, I think this is really just kind of a way for him to get a payday WrestleMania weekend because um, you know, he's not necessarily doing anything on the main roster for WrestleMania. Um, but I don't necessarily think it's going to be anything, you know, super long term. It's a new year, so why not treat yourself to a PW Torch VIP membership and get these shows with the ads and plugs removed and a ton of VIP-exclusive audio shows such as the new Focus on AEW and Focus on WWE series that I record throughout the week dedicated to a focused look at WWE news and a focused look at AEW news along with commentary, analysis, and Q&A with VIP member listeners. Plus our post-pay-per-view VIP-exclusive roundtables and so much more. Plus over 35 years of archives of podcasts, radio shows, newsletters, articles, Check it out, pwtorch.com slash govip. Tells you all about membership. So why not make 2022 the year that you enjoy all the benefits that come with a PW Torch VIP membership? Um, Bruce, let me throw to you. Yeah, so I we've talked about this a lot, so I don't want to belabor the point too much. Uh, to answer your point about where this goes, that was my big question too, because, and I think that's the best thing coming out of this, is that there are so many questions about what happens next. You assume that Gargano would be here to put Waller over, but with his angle, I could certainly see Gargano uh, getting the victory over Waller, and he becoming even more incensed and trying to just run. Basically, trying he's trying to get fired, basically, you know, because he hates NXT so much. Uh, so that could that's definitely a possibility that could happen. Um, I do think that the, the traditional role of Gargano coming down, putting over Waller would have a, a story of Waller being able to rub that in Shawn Michaels' face, saying, I beat your chosen boy, your golden child. I should be, I, like I said, I'm the best NXT wrestler. I'm the best. I'm the biggest superstar. You should, you know, I should be champion, yada, yada. So I think that they could do that. But I think I'm more intrigued with the fact, or with the possibility of him losing to Gargano and then using that to basically go into Berserker mode and turn NXT into his own little, basically, like, like he's a one-person NWO running roughshod on, on the organization, kind of like they did in the in 96 or so, or 97. So I think that is um, the two the two most likely things I see coming out of the match. But, again, the fact that uh, we're discussing the possible outcomes rather than the actual match itself, I think is a good thing for professional wrestling because the storylines, the angles – are why we're invested. The matches are there to help tell those stories, right? I think someone said, uh, like, the, the, to equate it, if I got it right, it was that the story is the stake and the wrestling is the season to make the stake that much better. Or maybe I have it backwards, but one of those two. Whatever makes it work best for you, basically. But the story yeah. is why we're here, and I think that is what makes this even more... Uh, Palatable. Well, not just palatable, but it makes it it makes you want to come back to see what's going to happen more than just anything, especially more than anything else that happened on the show tonight. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, you know, and, and it's funny you bring that up. You know, a lot of people do watch wrestling for the stories, not necessarily for, you know, for the action. I mean, you know, me, I'm the type of fan. I kind of watch for both. You know, I I'm not necessarily one that's going to sit there. And I mean, I guess I do, you know, because I'm, I'm part of this show and it's part of my job here to, to kind of nitpick and analyze. But, um, you know, when I'm just kind of watching as a fan, I'm not necessarily nitpicking and analyzing the match and, and all of that. I'm kind of just there and invested in the story of the match and, and the storylines going on. Tom Stout, you know, he said many times on this very show, he, he could care less about the wrestling. He's there for the story. Um, you know, uh, I mean, obviously he cares a little bit about the wrestling, but you know, his, his primary reason for being a wrestling fan are the stories that are being told. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I think this is certainly, uh, certainly one of the better ones, uh, you know, coming out of roadblock. Um, I, I, you know, I think it was, I think it was Darrell. I, I, somebody earlier tonight was talking about, you know, memorable, memorable moments. Of, well, it was Darrell. You talk about memorable moments. And I think this is the memorable moment coming out of this show. I, I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, could have been, it could have potentially been Perez's win over Mako Satamora if she didn't, you know, didn't collapse afterwards. Um, but uh, I, I think Gargano's return here is is probably going to be that YouTube moment um, that gets replayed, if any, on the show. So um, I hope that kind of touches on what you were talking about, Sean. But let me uh, let me throw it back to you with any follow up or uh, another topic. No, it's fine. I figured you guys had you know already talked, and I'll go back and listen, you know, and find out what you guys actually said about the segment itself. Uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up too was. I know it's at the very beginning of the show, but I really like when they just kind of interview Roxanne like that backstage. And like, she just, I know she, but you could tell she's so young, like when she has her promos, like about the matches, but like, they're just so genuine. I just really like when she has these genuine, like I'm nervous, I'm anxious, but I'm ready to defend my title. I'm going to do whatever it takes to hold on to this title. Like it just, you, you can see how much it means to her. And it just, it's just, I really like that. It's just basic, but it's so good to me. I really enjoy those. And I, I just, you know, I, I was excited about that going into that match. But then I wanted to talk real quick about the JC, J and Gigi Dolan match. I, oh, man. Do you have to? Um, uh, well, I'm sorry. I, I wanted to bring it up because <laughs> I, I really like. You know, I like what they've done. Like they're trying to build. They were trying to build that feud up, and I think they did an okay job of, of building it up. Like the, the kind of the hatred between them. Like that was okay, but yeah, the match was just oh, it was not good. And, and I think Gigi, yeah, JC, I thought has gotten a little better. Like you know, it's not saying a lot, I guess. Gigi, I think has talent. So I was just like thinking they might do something a little bit better, but the clutch is, you know, uh, how obviously you guys thought it was as bad as I did. And that's kind of unfortunate, but how, where do they go from here? Because I, I do think Gigi's the more talented of the two, but I just don't think this match helped either one of them, honestly. No, it didn't. And yeah, this is something that I've been, <laughs> I've been wondering what was going to happen once they got here, because when we you know, go going back to uh, the last pay-per-view, what was it? Um, the Valentine's Day pay-per-view uh, Vengeance Day. Um, they uh, the triple threat match that they had with Roxanne Perez. The match wasn't bad, but any time that it was just the two of them, you know, JCJ and Gigi Dolan in the ring together and Roxanne Perez wasn't, you know, wasn't part of that, you know, that spot or whatever. 
it was clear that the two of them did not have chemistry together. Um, you know, the, neither one of them, I feel like, is the best wrestler in the world. Um, but get them two of them together, and, and man, it just did not seem to work. And I felt like that was the case here tonight as well. Um, this match, very clunky. I don't know if it was – I don't know if I would say it was as clunky as their their spots during the, the triple threat. I'd have to go back and watch it. But it was still clunky nonetheless. Um, what's that? It, it, it definitely felt worse watching it tonight. It, it, it felt worse. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly it certainly may have been. It certainly may have been. Um, yeah, I might have been a little bit optimistic, but <laughs> like I said, I have to go back and watch it. Um, but it, you know, it, it if it was any better, it wasn't much better. Um, but um, you know, that said, it, it this is pretty much exactly what I expected this, for this match to be. Um, you know, I feel like the the offense. None of it really felt like it. It was you know that brutal. Um, I felt like a lot of times it was just a clunky dance, not necessarily a fight, um, and that's that's a problem. That's a problem. Um, I, I've definitely seen that with other opponents that they've had as well. But I think when just the two of them, they I just I don't feel like they've got chemistry together, which is surprising because I feel like where they're a, they've been a team for so long. You. I don't know. You're probably practicing with one another. You know, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've never been in a been in a wrestling locker room outside of like, you know, uh, visiting people at a show. But, um, uh, you know, I, so I don't necessarily know how that's going to work. But um, I don't. I feel like they should have more chemistry than they actually do. Um, it was very, very clunky where they go with this in the future. I just want to see the two of them get away from one another as fast as possible. Um I feel like, you know, after Mandy Rose left the company, the whole toxic attraction thing just felt really flat. So I'm glad they kind of broke them up as, as you know, pretty quickly after she left because, um, you know, Mandy was clearly the star of that uh, that faction. Um, so I'm hoping at this point they get away from from each other quick. I don't think that's going to be the case after the you know, with the, the post-match angle here where Jason Jane attacked Gigi Dolan after Gigi Dolan picked up the win. I feel like we're probably going to see at least one more match between these two, potentially at stand and deliver, um, or at least some other angle to, to blow this off. Um, cause, uh, yeah, it, it, it seemed like they were going to have something else with, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, just based on that post-match angle, but, I think the best thing for them would be to get away from one another and to find and to start growing themselves as singles competitors outside of this toxic attraction bubble. Um, Cause I don't think it's doing any, either one of them, any favors right now, Bruce. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I noted was that they didn't even give Gigi Dolan a TV entrance. So that tells right? you they're higher, higher yeah. on, even though that Gigi's was horrible. Much, yeah. I was so she, mad about that. She's JC's heel turn has been great in her character, but it did not translate to the ring. Um, I the match was not fun to watch. Um, I I think the biggest sin of this match is what Kelly wrote in his report for a feud that was built like a blood feud. They kind of worked it like a regular ass wrestling match, and I've been saying yeah. for a week since the breakup. JC keeps talking about being the last woman standing from Toxic Attraction. The eventual endgame is going to be a last woman standing match between the two. They didn't have to have this before standing delivered. They could have just written someone out with an attack somewhere. And, you know, they could have had this match scheduled and then have JC attack Gigi and, and, and ride her out 
for a month and then or, or however long and then the two weeks before Sam delivered uh have her attack jc and talk about uh and then cut a promo saying you talk about being the last one with sandy from last from tossing attraction well you and me sandy deliver last one with sandy match i think it was all it's all set there but doing this made it more clunky and and they could have avoided all this just by not having the match or having some kind of um uh as i said uh injury angle or, or not injury angle, uh, uh, a beatdown angle beforehand so yeah um yeah i'm just i don't know i'm just not that excited to see the rest of this no me either me either and you know as i actually said earlier tonight last man standing match is like one of my least favorite stipulations i feel like you know the, the finish those just lacking drama because you're basically waiting for a 10 count um so i don't want to see that period and and you're right you know and you've brought this up before actually uh on the show um before tonight you know them them going uh, bringing up you know uh um that jane is is the last woman standing in toxic attraction and all of that so that that's potentially where they're going here um makes sense i hope it's not where they're going but makes sense um I don't want to see them in another match, period. I, I kind of wish they did gloss over this this uh, pay-per-view, or PLE, I should say, and um, just went straight to stand and deliver with it, but whatever. kind of is what it is. Um, yeah, hopefully, it's the end of it. It's stand and deliver. Then they move away from each other and, and uh, hopefully can start to grow each other grow a single career on their own. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's talent there in both of them. I think Dolan has more than, than Jane. Uh, and I agree with you, Bruce. I think Jane is her character development has been great. It's just not there in the ring where I feel like Dolan, her character, her characters, I think been great for a while. She's been, she's been great on the mic, um, but she is definitely better in the ring. Uh, I think she's the one that they should focus on more, but we'll see. Uh, seems like it might be Jane that they have their eye on. So, Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger. And our I Was There When shows, where our guests will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PW Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. Um, Sean, let's uh, let's head back to you. Yeah, the only thing I was gonna bring up, um, and I will I will say this because you brought it up, and it's and, and Nate, I, it's totally fine. I knew Roxanne was gonna win. I haven't seen the match yet. I, I'm a little behind, but I knew Roxanne was gonna win. So don't feel bad. Don't that you said it because I. I, I was anticipating she was going to win. I'm, I, I'm excited to go back and watch the match, though, and see how it transpired. But so I just wanted you not to feel bad because I was coming on knowing that I might hear something about it, but I knew that Roxanne was going to win, so it didn't, like, surprise me. Well, but hey, did, there's – do you say, still even – even though you know that, there's still a surprise at the end for you that uh, I won't bring up, so. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Awesome. 
Even better. No, I like that. Um, I want to say this is at the very beginning. Well, I did say I, I will say real quick. I didn't really care for the Dijak D'Angelo match. I just don't like that kind of match. I just don't think that's. I, I don't enjoy watching them try to close the door on each other. I just think that's. Yeah. I, don't know, I, I didn't really care for that. The match it was fine, but it was like, eh. and I think I like Dijak a little bit more. So I was kind of hoping he would go over, but I, I see why D'Angelo won. I, I think they see something in him, and, and he's good. I don't dislike him. I just think. I think there's could be a little more in Dijak down the road, but we'll see. But with Tiffany Stratton, just her at the beginning of the show, like leading into the show, like she's a star, man. She comes across as a star. I mean, oh, it, by it far. was fun listening to her and like just, I mean, she's already an attractive woman anyway, but just watching her on the show and seeing the, 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 the star power she has, she's got, gotten better in the ring over time. Like she's not great yet, but she's getting better. Like she's going to be a star in the making for sure. So I just wanted to bring that up. But, uh, Nate, you, both you and Bruce are awesome. You guys did a great job, and I just wanted to call because I know I don't get a chance to a lot of times because I'm getting home late, but I wanted to get on real quick, and I appreciate all you guys do. Thank you guys for taking my call, as always. All right, Sean. Great to uh, great to hear from you, man. Great to hear from you. Anytime you can call in, feel free and uh, join the conversation. So appreciate I'm it, I'm always going to toot my own horn for being on the Waller and, and Hayes and, and Stratton Trench from the very beginning before people caught on to them, so. Oh yeah, no, you were. I, I I like I know at first like when like with Tiffany Stratton, I yeah, you weren't on board. I did not see, definitely did not see it at first. It's it's it took a while. Carmelo Hayes, I I saw back in the breakout tournament. I just didn't know what they were gonna do with him. Um, but I I, I remember because it was before you joined the show. I was talking so it was Tom and Kelly, and I remember both of them going like, yeah, he just seems like very like. I don't know, plain, like, you know, and I'm like, ah, he might seem plain, but I know the school he comes from and I see something there. I see, so but it, it, the character development obviously didn't come until 2.0, but, uh, but I do remember, uh, I do remember that first match in the breakout tournament and just being like, dude, there, there is something there with, with Mello. Um, but that's, I don't even remember how the hell we got there. Oh yeah. Cause we wanted to toot our horns. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. There we go. All right. Toot toot. There we go. Horns have been tooted. Uh, so we've talked about. Uh, all right. We actually, JC Jane and Gigi Nolan was the next thing we we're going to talk about. So perfect. Um, so I think the last thing we haven't talked about is uh, Andre Chase versus Joe Gacy, um, which also just kind of existed here on the on the show for me tonight. Um, you know, we've seen we've seen Chase University and Schism in a bit of a feud over the last few weeks, uh, you know, kidnapping uh, Thea Hale, um, you know, and uh, kind of a, a host of other backstage segments and things. Uh, so obviously we saw the two leaders of the factions go to blow, come to blows here tonight. Joe Gacy did pick up the win over Andre Chase, which I feel like makes the most sense here on uh, Chase University. They are the underdogs. They're always the ones fighting from, um, you know, fighting from underneath to try and win. Um, and as Duke Hudson pointed out a little bit later on in the night, um, you know, they're perennial losers. They're, they're always losing. Um, and you know, I mean, heck, to the point where they're they're giving out awards just for a single win. Um, kind of called themselves pathetic. So uh, I'm kind of wondering this. I'm kind of curious to see what happens with Chase University after this uh, after this segment here tonight. Um, and if uh, you know, maybe they step their game up, or if Hudson finally winds up leaving Chase University, and, and we kind of, you know, we finally see the Chase um, Andre Chase and, and Duke Hudson feud, um, you know, come to uh, come to a head or something like that. But 
I think it makes the most sense for for Schism to go over here. Um, you know, they are the ones that are kind of being sort of billed as a menacing force to be reckoned with, but they're not really coming across that way. They're, I mean, they're they're effectively a lower mid card team, maybe a mid card team, um, but a lower mid card team. Um, I, I kind of felt like this entire feud is just who's the best of the losers. To be honest with you, to, to kind of give you a little bit of a baseline of, of where I was coming into this match, um, you know, it, it, the match itself wasn't necessarily bad. I mean, Andre Chase and Joe Gacy, they're decent workers, so the match wasn't bad. But the again, this is a lower mid card feud. Basically, this was like I felt like this was the bathroom break before the before the main event. Um, yeah, and it, maybe that's a bit of an overstatement, but, um, yeah, I kind of, that was the spot it was in anyway. Um, you know, Joe Gacy did, like I said, he picked up the win over, uh, over Andre chase here. Um, don't know really what else to say here that, uh, haven't already talked about. So Bruce, let me throw it over to you to see if there's anything else. The best part about this was Duke Hudson's speech to them at the end in the backstage segment, because it was factual it was coming from a place that made it sound authentic and beyond that um i thought it was notable or no or yeah notable that you could hear parts of the crowd cheering with duke as he was just lambasting andre chase and thea hale for basically being okay with losing and i think that's a sign that people want chase you to be more than just a lovable losers and I think that's a good sign for them. But the thing is, are you actually going to do anything with that? Um, we should also mention that the big point of this match was Thea. So before the match, Thea Hale was doing some meditation techniques or some calming techniques with Tyler Bate. And she used that to confront Ava at ringside during the match, screaming at her that she's not afraid. She gave a high five to Chase, which allowed Gacy to hit the, the upside down lariat to win the match that's what led to the hudson segment in the back um this whole duke hudson thing though i want i just want everyone to remember his character in chase U has gone through so many variations from the sneaky teacher's pet who's seemingly trying to undermine chase to make the guy who looks like he's trying to take hale away to now the guy who's full-on gung-ho chase you I, I it just I think there's been too many arcs with him without enough explanation as to how he got to each of these parts. But beyond that, um, I think the next step in this story beyond, you know, Thea Hale versus Ava and Ava's first match or, or um, the mixed tag team match, Sam Deliver with Casey and, and possibly at this point, Hudson and, um, um, uh, and Gacy, or Hudson and, and Hale instead of Gacy and Hale. It's what, what does, Hudson's speech actually do to the two of them? Do do they change? Do they do they become more serious? Does Chase take his cussing you out teacher in in, in the room and actually bring that to the ring and become more aggressive and, and authoritative? We'll see. Um, but yeah, I think the match was just there, and I just can't find myself getting into the schism at all. So, yeah. unfortunately for them, that's just that's just how it's going to be until something happens that drastically drastically changes what they are. I know all I see when I look at schism is the girls with young vets and what they should be. (laughs) 
um, it, it 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 almost pains me to to see them as the dyad and and not as as GYV. Um, yeah, they they they're just so much less than than uh, they could be. Um, but whatever, it is what it is. Um, yeah, the, the faction itself, I feel like, is certainly in a better spot than it was. You know, uh, before I think before Ava Rain joined joined the faction. I mean, you know, we've had um, in terms of like looks and everything. You know, with the, with the apparel changes and things. But you know, we're still only seeing them. You know, maybe two out of four weeks, um, you know, on NXT and, you know, they're not necessarily in notable, notable spots. I'd like to see, I mean, Joe Gacy at one point, you know, he was an NXT title challenger, you know, he was challenging Braun Breaker. And now, you know, like I said, I mean, he's kind of a, a lower mid Carter. Um, you know, he's, he's the leader of a lower mid card stable. So I would, if, if they're going to continue on with schism, they need to do something to get us to care more about them. Because I'm, I'm right there with you. That there's really not much that um, uh, that they're doing with Schism right now to actually make anybody invested whatsoever. So um, I don't know. And and you'd think with somebody like Ava Rain, the Rock's daughter, they would want to give a little bit more prominence to that. I I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Maybe not. If, especially if she's not ready for that spot, but if they're putting her on TV in a stable, she's they must feel like she's ready for a spot. So I don't know. I, I capitalize on it. Uh, I don't know. They might have their reasons for it, but that's at least my two cents anyway. Um, all right. With that, I think that is going to bring us to the end of our show. So I am Nate Lindbergh. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Lindbergh. I write the NXT hits and misses. And as I said earlier tonight, I do have up one up on PWTorch.com for NXT Roadblock. One thing I did forget to say earlier in the night, and I really should bring this up at the beginning of the show. If you want to be part of the show, as uh, our callers were tonight, you can get a hold of us, 515-605-9345. Press 1 to enter our caller queue, or you can email us, pwtorchnxt at gmail.com. Bruce, who are you? Bruce Lee Hazelwood, find me on Twitter at B underscore Lee 253. All right, guys, with that, uh, we will see you next week. Take care. PW Torch is now on YouTube. Check out our relaunched, revamped, and reinvigorated YouTube channel after many years sitting dormant, collecting dust. And now it's back, shinier, brighter. It smells better. It's our PW Torch YouTube channel. And you can check out daily news updates, the weekly fireside chat with Tyler Sage and Zach Hadorn, and my Keller commentaries. The first Keller commentary was my rebooking of WrestleMania 38's lineup. I used all the same wrestlers, but none of the same matches. And I tried to make a better two-night event. Decide for yourself. Go check it out. YouTube.com slash PWTorch. And be sure to hit subscribe and like our videos.
One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30 plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're going to begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine slash newsletter style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read a straightforward all text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them. Plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year in review features, including ranking pro wrestling's most influential power brokers and our Torch year end awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. pwtorch.com slash go VIP pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full information and our sign-up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year.